Sherlin's got from the east to the west. Make you laugh your lungs out of your chest. Roll one up, cause it's time to go. And take another hit of this episode. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. This is brought to you by TaylorMadeRadio.ca and produced by Matt Olix. Let's begin the show. Yo, what's going on, my people? Yo, you ever have that time in your life where you're just like, you know, when you're like, you know, you have something to do, but you're like, you don't know what it is, you can't remember, and then you're you're enjoying and vibing out your whole day, but that little kinky thing in the back of your mind is bugging you. Well, now the time is now uh, 12 a.m. when I'm recording this. It's 12 a.m. I decided to jump in my bed. I just took melatonin and uh some cannabis oil and we'll see uh, and I'm, I'm about to smoke too and then we go see how that turns out but uh the reason as soon as i get in my bed i then realize oh fuck i haven't recorded the podcast and my dedicated 56 by the way i want to say thank you i haven't seen 56 people post but my dedicated 56, man, like about 10 of you uh, in the last week have posted dedicated 56 on my timeline, on my Facebook, on my Instagram. And I need y'all to know how much that means to me. Dedicated 56. Uh, the reason why it means so much to me is because there's no audience. There's no crowd. There's no nothing. It's just me and you right now. You know what I mean? And the fact that you're listening to this, it either tells me that you find my voice soothing enough to fall asleep to, or you actually fuck with me as a fan. And either which way, I'm going to take that motherfucking play. Uh, so you guys are the world to me. My dedicated 56. The numbers dropped a little this week. To this week, it was uh, down to 34. But, you know, every week can't be a winner. But my dedicated 56, you guys are my heart. And uh, I swear to you, as long as y'all keep listening, it could just be us, me and my dedicated 56 from now until I eventually die or podcasts become irrelevant. And uh, who knows? Facebook is still around. So who knows how long, how many years I'll be doing this shit. But dedicated 56 will always be the dedicated 56. And the minute my numbers skyrocket, because eventually they will, I kind of feel they will. But not because of the quality of my podcast, not <laughs> not saying anything against, because I mean, I got an amazing producer and uh, it's on an amazing platform. Uh, I think it'll blow up because I'll be famous and then people will start listening. And here's the thing, Dedicated 56, all these other new motherfuckers that are on the jump on the bandwagons, they ain't the real fans. They weren't with us in the Mazda when I hit a wolf. They weren't with us. When I was doing protests, they weren't with us. You know what I'm saying? They weren't with us for all the times when my mom breaking out bottles of rum and getting drunk. You know what I'm saying? The dedicated 56, you've been there with me through all of that. And new jump on fans could just never replace you. So thank you, my dedicated 56. But what the fuck have I been doing and what I've been up to? Yo, first off, if you came to the parking lot shows... Thank you, and I love you, because them shows was straight fire. Like, so basically what we did, Dedicated 56, was I decided to, you know, with a few weeks left of summer, like, what can I do to um, 
you know, create memories, man. Like, that's always the thing that I like to do. I like creating memories. I like that when people have fond thoughts and, and memories that it's due to something that I've done. And I love that. And I'm, 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 that's kind of, it makes me happy. It makes me feel good. I want, I guess you could say that whenever I think about how I want to leave this planet, um, it's uh, on a spaceship. But I mean, the reality is that how I want to leave this planet is that when you think of me, that you smile or laugh or jerk off. I mean, whichever way I finish this world, you know what I'm saying, not saying I, um, my comedy makes you horny, but I'm saying that if I get four more abs, I will say fuck this podcast and you guys can all follow me. My first 56 fans, you can follow me as I uh, do porn. I would do, I will, you, I would do the helicopter. I'd spin my penis. I will spin my penis and you guys will still be my dedicated 56 because you fuck with me. I mean, I don't know how many would still <laughs> be cheering, but it'd be weird. But at the same time, I'm still, I, I'd swing in that dick, I'm swinging that dick. I'm making enough money to try to get us all out of this. And then I'll get an island and the dedicated 56 will all go there. And I'll keep swinging that dick to pay for the island, but we'll rock out every day. That's that's my thing. That's what <laughs> I'm just talking stupid shit. But thank you guys so much, man. We did three parking lot shows. Um, we socially distanced. Uh, the comedians came out and smashed. Like the comedians came out. And here's the thing, man. Why I want to thank the crowd is because they came with that positive energy. And it was uh, something that ignited the comedians and made them want to perform better like they want to have fun because they're seeing this crowd that's that's dying to, to, to be a part of all the magic and so thank you to the crowd so all the people that came out uh i just have so much love for you guys man thank you for those parking lot shows uh i'm planning uh today it's september now and so i'm planning right now to try to put together you guys will know by the next podcast I want to do a cannabis comedy show on the 17th of October for the legalization when weed was when weed was legalized to celebrate that and uh I want to do a comedy show like one of the baddest comedians who uh is a big marijuana advocate in the country is Mike Rita and I've hit him up if you guys uh want to know a dope ass comedian He's this uh, Portuguese comedian out of Toronto named Mike Rita, and he is fucking hilarious. And I talked to him, and he said the date's open. So what I want to do is fly him out uh, from Toronto and fly out from Vancouver, Sonny Dollywall, who is um, just a huge drug advocate. And uh, Sonny Dollywall, um, you know, Mike Rita... And uh, if I could get Brett Forte would be nice. I'd like to have Brett Forte. Brett Forte is out of Calgary. Um, very funny comedian. He's also used to be one of my dealers. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to have him on it as well. You know what I mean? Just get like a nice, and then a few local acts who are the up and comers. And, uh, you know, three of them doing five minutes each and then just really lock in with some shows and I want to have it in an indoor venue where the crowd can smoke weed. So obviously this is not going to be a legal show, 
but I don't give a fuck because, you know, what's legal and what's right is two different things. And the legality behind having undercover marijuana shows, the only people I'm hurting is rich people who are like, we want that money and fuck y'all. Uh, but I'm definitely going to find out, figure it out, and then we're going to do it, man. We're going to have a, I'm going to throw this big ass show. Well, it's not going to be big. It'll be like 200 people. You know what I mean? I got to find a venue indoors that holds 400 people, then socially distance it to make it 200 people. And then they got to turn their backs as I let my crowd smoke weed. You know how fucking difficult it is to be me, people? It's not really. I mean, I just wake up and do shit. But, I mean, I really hope that y'all come and fuck with me on this show. Uh, I'll let you guys know next week, man. Next week is when I make the final decision uh, because I like to promote for at least a month uh, for my shows. And so we'll see how that goes. But I, I really hope it works out because I'd love, 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 love to one day go from doing the show to a whole ass comedy festival. That would be dope as fuck, yo. A weed comedy festival where every show the crowd can smoke weed. I mean, like, why are you stopping people from being happy, government? You know what I'm saying? Y'all do this under the pretense of we're trying to protect you. Why can't it be, okay, if we sign an official document and everybody signs it on the way in that we don't give a fuck and that we... Regardless of what other health risk there is, we have consented to being in this building while marijuana is being smoked and enjoy this show. Why can't we do that? Why is it that if it's something where you're like, oh, this is for your safety, but I don't give a fuck about my safety. Why can't we just do it? I feel like that's where the whole thing of government and, and has it's all like kind of, kind of like a fucking lie where it's like you're not trying to protect us. You're trying to uh, have power over us. You're trying to control us, manipulate us, and tell us what to do under the guise of like we want to do this for you. It's some inception type bullshit. You try to put the fear in us and then try to give us the solution when really there's no fear at all. And what I'm saying is I've been smoking marijuana indoors my whole fucking three years. <laughs> and guess what? It ain't never killed me. And I don't think, I think everything's better on weed, man. I know it's cliche from that Dave Chappelle uh, movie, but it's true. You ever had sex? Then you ever had sex when you was high? It's better. You know what I mean? Your body more sensitive. You fucking like it more. You feel good, but you last longer. It's fucking more intimate. You say dumb shit like I love you. It's fucking amazing. You know what I'm saying? You ever had food? Then you ever had food on weed? It's just fucking better. The flavors are more intense. You feel like you're eating for the first time ever, but every flavor is a memory of every time you've ever eaten. It's the weirdest fucking thing, but you don't care. You enjoy it. You're having fun. You ever licked your finger uh, from hot dog ketchup? Yeah, not unless you're high. When you're high, hot dog ketchup is fucking delicious. When you're sober, you're like, wash that shit off. It's disgusting, and we have COVID. You know what I'm saying? Everything is better high, and comedy is one of those things that is just better high. It's better enjoyed high. I love being high and enjoying a show, and I don't know how I, I don't like how people are trying to you know disrupt and take from us. Who fucking lets you decide what I can do? Is what I don't understand. 
know what I mean? You're just a person. I'm just a person. Why are you a person that can tell me what to do? Now, I'm not saying, you know, there shouldn't be people to stop people from committing crimes or, you know what I mean? But I'm talking crimes that affect other people. If I'm smoking weed, if 50 of us are in a building smoking weed together and one of us is talking shit into a microphone, why does that uh, need to be interrupted, disturbed, or affected by anybody else? You feel me? Ain't nobody in that building is being harmed. Uh, Nobody in that building is there without their consent or knowledge of what's going on. So with those two things being in there, nobody's being hurt and everybody is here consensually. Why the fuck can't we as a society leave that be? Why do we be like, oh, this is what we want to do? Well, we don't want you to do that because it's for your safety. No, well, it's not for my safety. You just want to fucking control me. I hate that shit. And I wish we could. Why can't that be a thing where we just make that a law where it's like, look, if we don't want to obey it, but nobody's being hurt and nobody is uh, and everybody's here consensually, we should be able to sign off and just be like, we're doing this. It's not affecting anybody in a negative way in the in the in the in the immediate area or whatever. And then a lot of people would be like, well, well, we're saying it's a health caution because you could die from smoking, from inhaling can- uh, weed. Uh, first off, you're a fucking liar. Um, second of all, um, nobody's dying that night. You know what I mean? Like, no, we're talking about, like, I wouldn't say that for a boxing match because you want to have people there to make sure that, you know what I mean, everything is legal uh, in legal terms. Because you don't want someone to die. People are going to be punching each other. You don't want to be die. But I'm talking about like a straight, why can't we just hang out in this hall and smoke weed? And for anybody being like, oh, the place will smell like weed after, that's also a myth. Okay? It's a very big myth because the reality is the molecules that connect and hang into the clothes and garments, that shit does not exist in marijuana. Anytime you smell marijuana on a person, they were smoking within the last one hour. Anytime you smell a vehicle, right, and it smells like like if you smoke weed in your car, I've hotboxed my car a million times. And I could tell you right now, if you were to smell my car, it's going to smell like a sandwich that I left in there, but it ain't going to smell like marijuana. I just don't understand why we can't have it like that. Why the fuck do people always got to get involved and interfere? I don't know, man. I don't like that shit. But yeah, I hope it all works out and I'd love to have the show and i love to have my dedicated 56 come through the building October 17th, man. But like, I want to tell you guys a few things that I've been up to, man. Every time I do this podcast and every time I feel like, yeah, I got everything out, I always turn it off and I'm like, fuck, I didn't tell y'all about this or about that or about the other. And then I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm not doing this again. Uh, (laughs) And so I never, I never do that. But uh, I started a hobby. And um, so I don't, I don't know if you guys know this, but um. I'm a gun. I'm I'm a gun gun enthusiast. I like guns. I like stuff. But I decided guns scare people a lot. Um, I think everybody should be educated on firearms. I think the education of firearms will prevent future problems. But you know what I believe and what happens are two different things. Um, I uh, picked up the hobby of shooting arrows. Now I haven't done it yet. What I've done is uh, I ordered my bow. My bow's going to come in. I bought it off of Amazon. 
Amazon's got everything. That's why the motherfucker got a billion dollars, a trillion, or however much fucking money he has. Because anything you could fucking think of is going to be on Amazon, and you don't have to think too hard to get it to your house within 24 hours. So um, I ordered this bow off of Amazon, but then I went to Cabela's to go pick up some other shit. Like I got uh, that cool-ass glove that you can shoot with. I got me some arrows. I got me uh, what they call um, uh, field points. Field points essentially are um, like the little point on the end of your arrow, but like it's not for killing. It's just for practice. And then I bought some uh, some ones that could kill. Like these motherfuckers are meant to go through bone and kill, and they're meant for deer hunting and shit like that. So I was like dope as fuck because I would love to get to the level where within the next three years, I want to be able to say I'm going hunting, bow hunting, and I'm going to go fucking shoot a turkey. Or, you know what I mean? I'll start out small like real serial killers. Start out like, you know what I mean? Quail and and, and turkey and, and shit. And then I'm going to move up to like, uh, I would like to even, you know, hunt uh like wolves and shit and then make clothes out of their pelt and or hunt deer i really want to get some deer yo that deer meat be fucking fire but i heard bow hunting is a bitch but yo just the ability to hunt kill and then consume i don't know man i feel like that is like the most realist experience on this fucking planet and i want it so uh Bow hunting is my new thing. And so I was like, okay, cool. Plus with bows, I can go out into a field and practice bow hunting. I can't take my fucking Glock with my 50 round drum out into the field and just start busting shots. They're going to come for me. But like if I've got an arrow and a target and I'm just out there shooting, you know what I mean? That's something that white people are not going to be afraid of. Basically, at the end of the day, white people just leave me alone as I practice my target shooting, because one day I want to shoot a bear in the eye. I don't fucking know. But, um, yeah, that's uh, that's the thing that I'm looking at. And I wanted to, um, I was looking at the targets. So the targets to shoot, not your little paper ones, with arrows, you know what I mean? You got to get them targets that can catch and hold that arrow. And I went into the store, and they had arrows for like $80. Not arrows, sorry, like the fucking, the smallest target was $80 and the other bigger ones were about $150, $200. 3D ones were into the th- hundreds up to the thousands. And I'm not going to lie to you. One of these fucking targets literally looked like a bag of sand. And I was like, fuck that. I am not paying $150 for this bag of sand. I was like, I'll just get a bag of sand and I'll fucking do it myself. And when I said that, uh this friendly white dude was like hey you know you could just make these yourself and it'll be a fraction of the price and i was like fucking it's on and i went over to home depot and i bought a bunch of shit i ended up spending two hundred dollars probably a little bit more um but the only reason why i spent so much money hear me out I know you're like, what? Why would you avoid the $150 target to go spend $200? Hear me out. Um, I spent $200 because I bought a lot of things. I'm not a guy who reads 
the whole way through. I'll be like, uh-huh, looks good. I'm going to fucking do it. So, like, I was looking at uh, not, what do you call it? Not ingredients. I was going to say I was looking at the ingredients to make this, but that's cooking. I was talking about looking at the materials to make this shit, and I wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize, you know, the dimensions of the shit that they were using. And so I kept buying the wrong size things. I bought the wrong size wood. I bought the wrong size targets. I bought wrong size everything. I bought all kinds of dumb shit. And then I had to pay to go back. I was going to rent a circular saw. But then I was worried I might cut my own hand off because it's me. And uh, I decided to go with uh, Home Depot because they cut it for you. So I cut up a bunch of boxes. So if there's any of my dedicated 56 that's into archery, I spent 200 but I made four targets. I made four targets, man. And I'm really proud of it. Like the work that I put in to these targets, or that, that these will be able to be used for life. And that over time, to repair them, you know what I mean, with wear and tear, um, it wouldn't take much to fix them up. But I got a big-ass one that is a two foot by two foot cube i in my mind thought two feet is not big but this two foot by two foot cube barely fits in my fucking back seat of my car it's like a giant ass tv but uh i had to get wood nails fucking debt which call it foam density foam, high density foam that's what i got for the first one high density foam and you know stuff this motherfucker full and you know what i found man you could literally go around the city and find some amazing things like if there's anything that you want to build in the city of edmonton that is you could just google around for the parts and and you could probably put shit together because i googled around and i got myself you know with that and some innovative thinking i got some shit at the dollar store tons of duct tape yo i finished building the first one the first one's done uh, then I built a second one that was small. It's only like a foot. Because this motherfucker, the first one I built is big as shit. And it's heavy. Well, not heavy, heavy. But it's like 30 pounds. But it's awkward as fuck. So unless you're driving a minivan, it's not something that you really want to be fucking with. Um, uh, the second one I built was a very small one. A 12-inch by 12-inch. And, uh, you know, but it's like uh, two feet thick. And I don't know how well that'll stand up to the arrows, but we'll find out. And then I have uh, two other ones, which are, uh, they're one, they're two feet high, but it's only one foot thick. So, uh, well, two feet high, two, uh, yeah, two feet thick, no, a foot thick. So it's a foot thick, 12 inches thick, one foot high of high density foam that's wrapped up in like a bale, like a circular bale. And I duct taped the fuck out of that, then put on a beautiful casing over it so it looks nice and clean. And then I put my target on it. And that one weighs, that one, it, it sounds small, two foot by one foot. But this shit is so dense, it actually weighs about 30 pounds. But it's smaller. Like when I go shooting arrows, I'm more than likely going to take uh, my my uh two foot by one foot because those you could just throw in a trunk a car whatever but the big boy it could take way more targets it's way bigger but carrying that motherfucker around that's not something i want to be doing 
So uh yeah, archery. Archery is now my new thing. You know what was fucked up though? I was just thinking about it because I was saying it to my telling my friends. I'm like, yo, I picked up archery, and they were like, why? And I was like, because I want a hobby. And my friend was like, motherfucker, how rich are you that you can have a hobby? And I was like, holy fuck, yo. Growing up, you know what I mean? Black people, we never really had time for hobbies. We, If you weren't doing something that directly related to making money, it was considered useless. And, and, and it was called wasting time. Like in my family, when you grow up, it was you. What are you doing that for? Uh, I'm playing basketball. Why? So I can go to the NBA and make a lot of money. All right, cool. Go ahead, play. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm rapping. I want to be a rapper. Everything you did had to relate to money. Like, there was no just, what are you doing? I'm digging this hole. What for? Just to see how far I go. And then I'm going to fill it back up again. Like, Get the fuck out that hole. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no hobbies. And. Then I realized, yo, man, like, I'm so fortunate to be able to have a fucking hobby. Like, it's as crazy as it sounds. I know there's plenty of people who are like, I have hobbies all the time. But for my black people who are listening right now, think about that shit, yo. Like, your parents. Ask your parents what their hobbies are. You know what I'm saying? Watch them be like, what the fuck are you talking about? My hobby is putting food on the table, motherfucker. I ain't got no hobby. Your hobby better be getting out of my motherfucking face before I fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? Think, I swear to God, ask your black people right now, ask black people and immigrant white people, uh, because immigrant white, immigrant period, if you're first generation and you're white or person of color, um, person of color, black or white, uh, fucking ask your parents what their hobby is. And, and if they have a hobby, they grew up fucking rich because hobbies are not for poor people they're for homeless people because you ain't doing shit but they're not for poor people poor people is not the same as homeless homeless is you at the bottom of the pile no matter what you know what i'm saying you gonna be sleeping on the street tonight that's the end of the day for you poor is i don't want to sleep on the street i'm like two checks away from sleeping on the street and if i fuck this up i'm gonna be on the street you know what i mean your fight to stay off the street is poor, poverty. And that's where your boy lives in poverty. Um, but I, for the first time, uh, you know what I mean? That's why I like COVID is kind of like a curse and a blessing. Curse because it took away what I love, but a blessing because it showed me what I had. And um, I like building with my hands. I know I told you guys I like cooking. I still cook all day. And by the way, I'm on keto. See, these are all the things I don't fucking tell y'all. I'm doing the keto diet. I was uh when I started this podcast, I weighed uh a very robust 185. Uh right now as I'm talking to you guys, I wear I weigh 165. I did all that by keto. Um I'm also doing a boxing class. That's another hobby of mine is that I took up kickboxing. Another hobby. And that's something that I wanted to do to, you know, what I mean, keep my cardio and shit up. Uh but at the same time, I wanted to learn how to fight. So I do my boxing. I'm doing my bow shooting. I'm cooking. I'm building with my hands. I love the fact that I built my own shit because I feel like my shit is better than what's in the store. And um, 
I don't like needing other th- things from other people. I love that form of independence that I have. I like that whatever I want in this world, I can have it if I just take the time out and do it myself. And um, having that, it makes me feel stronger for some weird fucking reason. But just the ability to be like, oh, uh, I need this. And it's like, all right, let me go build it. You know what I mean? I fucking love that shit. And I I'm a, I, I can build some shit. You know what I mean? Electronics is what fucking blows me away because I'm like, what the fuck is that thing? A circuit board? What does it do? How do you even make a circuit board, motherfucker? Where do you get circuit board material? You know what I'm saying? Like, I can find wood. But where do you find microchips? Hey, do you got that bare microchip? Yeah, no, I want the microchip with nothing on it. I'm about to put some shit on it. How the fuck do you do those things? That blows me away. So uh, I'm not a builder in the sense of I'm going to build a fucking speaker or an amp or a musical recorder. But uh, I definitely am going to be the guy that is going to be the carpenter. You know what I mean? Build a fucking deck or a house or some shit. I could do that. I could do that shit. But yeah, man, I'm going to let y'all keep y'all updated with my hobbies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post some videos uh, coming up. Uh, next week, next week, you're going to see some videos of me shooting, shooting arrows and shit. Uh, so look out for that. And if you are uh, an enthusiast, toss me some advice, send an email, you know, dedicated 56, you know, this motherfucker got an email. Um, that's right. The, this podcast has an email dedicated 56, or if you're just new, if you're new and you just are like, well, what are you talking about? Send an email. I have an email, and the podcast email is, you know I'm looking it up right now, right? Thecomedyreject at gmail.com, okay? That's the email, thecomedyreject at gmail.com. Send me an email. Nobody does, Uh, but definitely I want you guys to because I want to talk to you guys. I want to know what the fuck's up with all y'all people. Um. What else is going on? Ooh, speaking of dates, um, I've been working on my website, people. I would love for you guys to start going to my website because it's a great website made by uh, the awesome Stan Gray. Uh, he doesn't listen to my podcast. So I just want to shout him out for anybody who sees it and wants to hire hire him. He's phenomenal. I, just, I, I can't say enough about him. But my, po- my website is uh, Sterling Scott Live. Sterling Scott Live. Dot com, dot ca, whichever one you want to fucking do, do it. But yeah, Sterling Scott Live. Check out my website. That's where I post my cartoons. All my social media is linked to it. And my dates. And uh, my dates are all over the place because it's like I'm working a lot one minute. And then next minute, you don't even know if I'm going to survive to pay rent. But uh, this month, you will find me in Fort St. John. Up in old Fort St. John. Uh, for the comedy festival up there, I'll be uh, I'm bringing up the bandwagon, getting the van, going up with some boys like Steve McGovern, Will Hannigan, uh, the amazing Natasha Lynn Miles, Gulliver Twist, uh, Be Easy. Uh, I mean, and myself, yeah, you know what I mean. We're gonna we're gonna have a good time. So we're gonna be up there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's the tenth, eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth of um of uh september and uh so i don't know if i have any fans of fort st john but if you know somebody from the dedic if you're dedicated 56 and you know somebody up there send them our way we're gonna fuck this up uh i'm gonna bring out i'm gonna bring out the bangers out there for them 
And then um, you can catch me back at Yuck Yucks. I'll be emceeing um, at Yuck Yucks September 1st and, uh, hear me, September 1st and 2nd. September um, 11th, no, sorry. <laughs> you see how, you know what? Let me go into my calendar and actually read my dates like a responsible human being. Okay, so September 2nd and 3rd, I will be at Yuck Yucks. All right. I mean, sorry, October 2nd and 3rd, I'll be at Yuck Yucks. Um, October, uh, September 24th, I'm going to be at the University of Alberta. Uh, September 16th, 17th, and 18th, I'll be in Medicine Hat, Camrose, and Fort Saskatchewan. And uh, like I just said, the 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th, of September, I'll be in Fort St. John. So, yo, that is what my schedule used to look like pre-COVID. This is this is normal Sterling schedule. Every weekend, I'm out of town. Here's the fucking wild part is uh, then I go into October, and I got the 8th, I got the 2nd and 3rd, which I already said, and the 8th, 9th, and 10th, and then I have no dates for the rest of the year. See what I mean when I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy right now. I hope by October that they've changed rules because I have zero gigs from October 12th all the way to fucking my death. I, there's no more shows. So, um, you know what I'm saying? I'll even do private gigs right now. You know what I'm saying? If you just want me to come over and tell some jokes or begin my porn career or my stripper career, Call me, I'll come swing the dick or tell the jokes about my dick that I did not swing. Uh, cause I'm I gotta do what I gotta do to buy this island. Oh, by the way, I wanna buy an island because I don't think I think society's rotten to the core and I wanna own an island so that I could uh cause I can't change the society, but I could create one in where I will remove hatred, uh basically any form of racism and homophobia is shit that's that's hatred to me. Um That'll be removed, and pedophilia, uh, murder, and rape will be removed. Will be something that will be removed, and uh, that all people should have a psychiatrist because we all fucked up inside, and we just give justifications to it. Our fucked upness. That's my word. My our fucked upness um, because we don't know that it's an actual problem that can be solved. So that's another, just throwing that in there. My dedicated 56, I'm going to buy an island. And when it happens, y'all can come visit. And if you're really cool, I'll let you get a little piece of the land and live with me. But you got to do something. You got to be able to bring something to the table. You know what I mean? Like, can you, can you, can you bake bread? All right. Just once a week, bake bread for the island and you can live here forever. You know what I'm saying? What do you do? What do you do? Oh, motherfucker. You know how to build a house? All right. If you build every house on the island and train us how to build the houses you get to we will help build your house on the island and then you can stay and then i'll just do that i'll do that and then just keep doing that until every thing that you can want on the island is being done oh that's my phone uh like everything you could want on the island is being done by a person whose only passion in life is to do that thing you know what i'm saying doesn't that make sense doesn't that seem like a society that you'd want to live in, where literally, if you're being served a drink, it's not because that person is serving you a drink to survive. They're doing it because 
this is what I would do if I never had to do anything else in my life. You know what I'm saying? How amazing would everything be? But the reason why we can't live in a world like that in this society is because of greed. Everybody needs to get a pound of flesh from you. And uh, everybody is afraid of... Uh, everybody's trying to gain power. And then there are, when they gain power, the fuck up, the fuck-upness is that they're now scared to lose that power. And so they do everything to oppress and hold you down. Uh, and I don't subscribe to that way of thinking and that ideology. And so I want to make enough money that I don't need money. It doesn't make sense to me that you got a $400 mansion, you know what I'm saying? But you got neighbors. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. I mean, well, I mean, obviously you don't have neighbors. Your 400 million dollars is massive. But I'm just saying that like, you know, for like $2 million, let's say I had $10 million. Let's just go crazy. I have $10 million. Uh, For $10 million, you try to buy a house. You have a neighbor. Don't you fucking lie to me. I, there's $10 million houses in my neighborhood. Okay, so you could definitely buy a $10 million house and have a neighbor. Um, but for $10 million, you could buy an island, build a house on it, and then you have that island. And then I even have money left over to build a tiny little farm. You know what I mean? Some agriculture, some farm life. You know what I mean? Get a few sheep, a few goats. So you can shave them motherfuckers and make clothes. And all of a sudden, you've now created a, a little society that doesn't need anything outside of it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I want to do. And I'm 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 gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Anybody from the dedicated 56 who wants to start an island with me, you know what I'm saying? Let's start putting our money up because uh this world is fucking wicked and evil. But if you're wicked and evil and you're a dedicated 56, leave me the fuck alone. Um, I love you, but stay away from me. You know what I'm saying? All right, cool. Um <laughs> uh oh, the last thing I want to I I got tested, you know? I got tested for um for the coronavirus, uh, I get the results in 48 hours. So on the next podcast, you guys are going to find out if I got the coronavirus or not. I don't have any symptoms. I don't feel any way. I did get a little bit of a sore throat. Not a, you know what I mean? It wasn't like a sore throat. It feels like it literally happened while I was sitting in a fucked up position and eating something at the same time and i just felt my whole neck pop like a pulled muscle so it's not like a sore throat where it's like you know sensitive or anything it's sore as in it feels like somebody punched me there and so i was like oh fuck but it only lasted a day and then now i'm back to normal um but i did go get tested and i would like to know i would like to know not because i'm worried about if covid would ever kill me I am a fucking monster with my immune system. Um, what I would be worried is that other people who are not as fortunate would catch something from me and then, you know, pass it on to somebody who has a weaker immune system and they die. Or that maybe they go to an event and pass it on to a large amount of people and then they relock down the city and they just keep me further and further away from comedy. So, uh, you know, those are two very good reasons on why I wear a mask and why I'm getting tested. And uh, I'll let you guys know. But in the meantime, between time, to my dedicated 56, to my new listeners, this has been the Comedy Reject Podcast. I'm Sean Scott. I'm out of here.